The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm so happy to be in this podcast over here. Um, This is my favorite (laughs) podcast, which is that podcast over here. Yeah, not that podcast over there. This podcast over here, (laughs) this one, happy to be here. I can take you to that podcast over here. I want to know who wrote that joke because it's so iconic, but so random that Corey, he starts hitchhiking and there's a payphone inside the entire time. (laughs) Some questions on his decision making. Oh my gosh. I am this... This is such a good episode. It is. We back, baby. Season four, episode one. You can I go mean, home again. We're here. I think we've arrived. Like, I think we've officially arrived into prime Boy Meets World. So do you think before we like, a fi- well, I mean, we started the season, but before we get too deep into the season, do you believe this will be your favorite season of all the seasons? I'm pretty confident either season four or season five is going to be my favorite. And I'm we have six sure. total or we have seven total? Seven. 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 <laughs> And um, think I'd know. and actually, like, I think that this one was really monumental for me because I'm pretty sure this is like where my crush <gasps> on Corey Matthews started. Interesting, because I feel like his hair is different. This is why I was so really? freaking in love with him. Yes, because I love this hair because guess whose hair this looks like, but a little shorter. Who's? Ethan Zahn. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Drew. And I was like, I've met Drew and his hair has straight hair. No. Yeah. Ethan Zahn was like one of my first crushes ever. 
like my little girl brain when I watched him first run because you know I've watched Survivor like first run since the beginning with my like family Ethan Zahn was like a huge crush and I was only you were like I don't know it was on what 2000 or 2001 so you were like 12 maybe 12 like big crush and or I don't know I don't it's the chicken and her egg what came first yeah like but still big big curls and it's like lighter the season I was gonna say okay because I I noticed that too that like I'm pulling up a uh picture of sun-kissed he does have like a lighter hair color, and I was wondering what yes. they did to it, like why I, it's so sun light. In. They literally got the sun in spray and just started. That's spritzing. what it looks like. Because here's the thing: yeah. I want to say that also Sean and Eric's hair, like this, is like the the season of good hair. Like everyone's yeah. hair game is on point. Um, yes. even just from the first episode, but we're getting we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves because it's because I'm so excited. I know. I'm excited too. I really enjoyed this episode. I remembered this episode, and yeah. and before we even dive into this episode, we have to talk about the theme song because every season we have ranked the theme songs thus far, and just to give a little refresh, last season when we started season three, my ranking was three, two, one. So it went, I thought they kept getting better as time went on. You did, you disagreed. You like one, I believe. Yes, I did like one. You hated two. I don't like two. Two is a little cartoon my, guy and yeah, it's just like a little bebop of music and that's it. It's like it. two seconds. Um, yes. So my, so yeah, I don't remember what my rankings were. They were either three, one, two or one. I think it was one, three. I believe you liked one three two I think as you were ranking well mine adjusted a smidge because apparently now my rankings are four three one two okay mine is four three two one so yeah this is the best theme song so far yes um it's iconic so this one is the one where please sing it it's okay. Like I don't mean it. It's like do 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 do. Like I skipped a couple bars. So like we get Corey leaving the Matthews house and there's a red convertible. Yeah, whose red convertible we'll never know. Eric's driving. Um, Corey kicks it in the back seat. Oh my god. Um. So, and then, yeah, like, they're, like, driving around Corey, Topanga, Sean, and Eric, and mm-hmm. um, they, in, like, the mirror and the windows, there's, like, reflections of, like, old scenes. Which I like. From previous season. I like it, too. This one is definitely the best theme song so far. It's definitely the best visuals so far. Is it the most iconic Boy Meets World? No. Um... I, we maybe, haven't reached maybe, it yet, in my opinion. Mm, my fave, yeah. I believe, is season fives or it may be season sixes. Yeah. I'll let you know when we get there. But to me, yeah, this is not my I, I think this one is extremely iconic. And I'm not positive if I like it more than, like, it's a boy meets world. Boy, boy meets world. world. Yeah. Because I think that this is as equally, like, iconic, especially, like, the red convertible stuff. Um, of course, there's, like, bucket dropping. But you know... I'll like have like I nobody drops buckets on me. You know I won't love that. I mean no one's dropping. You triggered by being no. buckets being dropped on you? You know, you know what it is? You know what it is? What is Remember it? a few years ago 
and this might have not even been a few years ago. This very well could have been 10 years ago when people were doing the ice bucket challenge. Oh, that was like, I want to say I was in college. And they're like, let's drop an ice bucket. No, people for- stood in ice, right? No. Oh, they I, doused themselves? Didn't they I douse themselves, they, not douse that, others? I think that you doused somebody. I don't remember. But, like, everybody was doing it. It was plastered all over the Facebook wall. And I refused. I did not want to do the ice bucket challenge. What does this have to do with Boy Meets World? I just don't like buckets dumped on me. Okay. No one dump a bucket on Sarah. Nobody. Okay. But... Okay, yeah, I, that was a little bit of a sidebar. But I'm sorry. we're very excited about the new theme. I'm very excited. It's the best one. We both agree. It is the best one so far. So far. So excited for this season. We have some really fun guests coming on. Obviously, we always started off big, uh, first episode premiere and last episode finale. It's always just us um, to start things off. And this is a fun episode because there is like continuity with the last, you know, the finale for season three. Um, where Corey and Eric are leaving for a road trip. So it's fun that we're starting off with them still kind of like in summer mode, finishing up yeah. the road trip. Um, yes. And so we start off in the car. Um, it's day 58 of this summer road trip. And Corey is apparently recording a tape recorder for Topanga. Um, so romantic. I would love that. <laughs> would you? I feel like it would get boring yeah. to listen to. Uh, I don't know. Like... There's no texting. There's no, like, cell phones. So Topanga is just waiting around the mailbox every day for a tape. I guess it is like a personal Corey. podcast. Yeah, I think that it's so romantic to, but you know who doesn't think it's romantic? Eric, who is annoyed because he's been blabbering about Topanga all summer long. Mm-hmm. And he even, like, goes as far as throwing the tape recorder out the window, which apparently is Corey's 17th tape recorder, mm-hmm. which um, no wonder he wasn't able to afford a bus ticket later on in the episode if he has to keep buying all those tape recorders. Yeah, I wonder how many he brought with them. Um. So, yeah. So everything reminds Corey of Topanga and Eric is stalling. They were only three hours from home at this point, which isn't far. Um, no. But, of course, Eric sees that Pottstown has the world's largest yogurt cup. And he's like, we got to stop here. We got to stop. So Pottstown is actually a real Pennsylvanian town. And it is about 40 miles northwest of Philadelphia. However, it's not as like small town country bumpkin as this episode is making it um, seem to be. Have you ever been to Pottstown? Not that I know of. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I've driven through it. I don't know. Do they have a yogurt cup there? (sighs) I don't think so. But what are these like, what are they called? Like side roadside attractions or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot of those like world's largest blank. Yeah. Um, Like world's largest like yarn ball or like we've we've done this like my family has done this we went on a six-week vacation and we mostly had everything planned to go cross-country but we did make some like side trips and stuff and I remember we were out west I can't remember I can't tell you even where maybe near the Grand uh, Canyon or something and we my dad really wanted to see I don't remember what it was called, but it was like this death tree or something. And we drove like an hour out of the way with a huge RV like this, a 30 foot RV. And it ended. It was like some petrified tree. It looked like shit. Like it wasn't even cool at all. And we drove all they this never, way all the yeah. way. We had to walk really far. I remember it not being worth it at all. 
No, I I mean, like, these side attractions, roadside attractions, are never interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I, I, I went to one where it's, like, I don't know, like, a cave, like, bat caves or whatever, in, in Pennsylvania as well. And, I, like, I... I was so afraid because they did like this. They said this weird thing that if you're in the cave and you flash a light, then everyone would get blinded. And it's what? like, what? I don't remember the specifics, but that's what they said. And I was terrified. I was like, and I was like a kid. I was like, I'm going to get blinded in this cave. Like, I don't even want to go to the cave. I don't care about the stalactites and the stalagmites. Like, I don't know. And I saw no bats. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know. Ah, okay. They're like, if you flash a light, then you're going to get blinded. I feel like this is nonsense and that can't be true. I I don't know. I'm going to have to look up the science about it. Is this how caverns? It's like caverns. Yeah. Blinded by. It's how caverns? What? It's not how caverns. You, do you know what how caverns is? No. Maybe it's only a New York thing. How caverns is like. A cavern in New York that people, everybody went there on a school trip. Like anybody who's from upstate New York will agree with me that you went to Howe Caverns as a school trip um, and you see all the stalagmites and all the stalactites. It's a thing. Mm, I don't know. I, I I don't remember why they said that. I feel like it's just one of those things like people may make jokes, but when you're a kid, you take it seriously. So then you're like terrified, like. Like the tongue swallowing thing. I don't know. Wait, what? The tongue swallowing thing? Okay, How I was like in here. Okay, sorry. I'm a, I was in second grade and my teacher talked about swallowing tongues and now I've developed a lifetime fear of swallowing your I tongue. don't know how you would even do that. I, You'd have to and it's really, all her fault. really try to do it. Don't listen to adults when you're a kid. They want to torment <laughs> okay, you. Okay, don't... <laughs> Terrible advice. Don't listen to adults when you're a kid. I'm telling you, all they want to do is terrify you. I mean, it's not not right, but this is why I'm afraid of everything. Okay. Moving on from that. Sorry. Corey's not wearing pants. Oh, gosh. Um, He. So how do you not do laundry for two full months? Like, I don't understand this. How do they not use, but what are they wearing for two months? You don't have that many clothes. Uh, Maybe that they like wash them like once every two weeks. And then. They're boys. They're teen boys. What do you expect? They probably don't even know how to do their laundry. Corey buys yogurt pants. I like the yogurt pants. Me too. I would wear them. They look comfy. Um, And now we're back at the Matthews residence. So I have a bone to pick with this episode. And it is that. Sarah, did we not just have a conversation about how season three, we got almost no focus on Amy and we would appreciate some Amy content, some Amy backstory. What do we get? Season four, episode one, Alan back (laughs) content. And we've had a lot of Alan backstory. we've had so much Alan backstory. And I've, I've realized like everything that's been like Amy centric has been mostly related to Alan as well. Yeah, she doesn't so, pass the Bechtel test. Yeah. So do you want to actually, can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. And for people that don't understand what the Bechtel test is, can you just like quickly go over that? Oh, because yes. we reference it a lot and I don't know. 
I don't know if I fully understand what it means. So there's probably at least one other listener that yeah. doesn't get it too. So it's apparently it's named after an American cartoonist, Alison Bechtel. And it's basically, it's a measure of representation of women in fiction. And so it's basically, is there a work that features two women? And do those two women have a conversation about something other than men? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like a lot of times it's like, no, it doesn't pass the test because a lot of times when we do get Amy content, it's in relation to every other character except her. And it's never right. a woman because there aren't that many right. women on the show. And so it's, and this doesn't have to do with like, um, it's only has to do with men. It doesn't have to do like, I feel like there's a whole nother phenomenon where in media women, if it's not for men, then it's kids and they're quote-unquote, just shown as mothers. Oh, that might be something else. But the Bechtel test is specifically about, like, women and whether or not they have conversations about anything besides men. Um, So, basically, we're getting... And I, again, I like this episode and I like this storyline. It's not that. It's the fact that we're seeing yet another Alan storyline and not an Amy storyline. Now, who knows? We might get more Amy this season. Um, and I do love this storyline, so I don't mean to like trash it, but I'm just frustrated. I, yeah, I personally really love the storyline. Um, I love that he's struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much setup that we see for this storyline. Mm-hmm. And then eventually what he decides to do about all these feelings that I feel like the show did it beautifully where in the first three yeah. seasons, there was several different occasion yeah, remember the cantaloupe when he drops that like he's very you could tell that, he's very frustrated with his job the 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 um the the episode where he goes to Corey's school and mm-hmm. he talks about his career and how it's like embarrassing because it's not like a cool career like some other parents um so there's like a lot of nuggets where he discusses like his displeasure about where he's at with his career mm-hmm. and where he's at with like his future. So I felt like this is great. Like you said, amazing continuity, especially for a sitcom, especially for a 90s sitcom as mm-hmm. well. So um, Amy and Alan are very dressed up. Alan is um, getting the grocery store manager of the year award, the grossies. The grossy. Um, I just love the name of it. I think I know. It's so, so good. The grossies. So, yeah, Amy's like really, really proud of Alan, but Alan's like kind of shrugging it off. He's like, it's not a big deal. Meanwhile, Topanga and Sean come in because they want to see if Corey's home yet because he's supposed to get home that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Topanga says she got 56 tapes from Corey. And apparently the, this, the 56 tapes said that he was going to be home on this particular date. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alan's like, you know what? Like, we're actually like on our way out and Corey's not here yet. So um, and then Sean's like, no problem. I'm just going to go take a hot bath because there's like some issue with like the sewage. Of course. In the trailer park. I really Ew. love this because like this is a common thing of Sean just like uh, overseeing his welcome. And on top yeah. of that, we hear I feel like it's like up to Sean and Chet shenanigans again, which I love because we hear that they've been like taking free samples from Alan's grocery store. But he's like they're br- he's bringing their own toothpicks to like the funniest thing. Thing is that like I'm pretty sure if you go to the deli and you're like can I have a free sample of like the turkey you can get it so like what if like you just 
like brought your entire family and asked like for free samples <laughs> and every then meat. like made a sandwich you could I'm, i was assuming yeah. it was like costco where they have them all laid out and sean and chet are just like poking things with their own toothpicks and taking them <laughs> well yeah like he's like you know you are definitely taking too many free samples mm-hmm. whatever it is um yeah and then um right so they have to go to the grossies Oh, uh, but we're back at like this yogurt store and we see it's like the yogurt theme park store, basically diner ish area. Yes. Yes. The gift shop. Yeah. Of, but it's like, like also a diner. It has- it's very strange how they set this place up. Um, yeah, it's like a I don't know. It's like a Cracker Barrel. Yeah. And so Eric is like hitting on this like small town waitress. Um, she says uh, five miles away is Burlick, Pennsylvania. Um and Eric asks her on a date. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very obvious that, like, he doesn't want to go home. He feels like he has a chance here. Um, so he wants to go on a date with her. Meanwhile, Corey goes to the parade of sprinkles where everyone is wearing goggles and they just get sprinkles thrown on them. What kind of event is this? I don't I don't know, but it's such a waste of sprinkles. It is. And, and like, well, birds actually, shouldn't be eating those. Like, no. animals shouldn't be eating chocolate. No. Sprinkles actually kind of freaking sucks, so maybe we should try to waste all the sprinkles in the world. <laughs> but it's They're also more for not decoration. great for your eyes. I hate, yeah. Yeah. I mean, ice cream sprinkles are fine, but those really crunchy sprinkles that, like, you can't even bite into oh, suck. I think it's, like, that the difference between, pretty. like, a Jimmy and a sprinkle. Um, We call them all sprinkles. I do, Jersey. too, but Jimmy's, I think, are specifically, like, the cylindrical ones. Mm. Yeah. Those are okay, but it makes your mouth feel chalky. They get stuck in your teeth, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're coming back from the Grossy Awards. He has his little trophy mm-hmm. and Amy puts the trophy on the mantle. Love the trophy. It it's a little cute. shopping cart. I love it. It's adorable. It. Yeah. They but Alan's like money on that versus I just know. like a little shiny. man, you know, shiny. I want I want one. Um, Alan's really depressed, though, because he feels like this award represents 20 years of his life in the grocery business. And like now he's like reached like the top of like as far as you can go which i don't think is necessarily true because he can become like a district manager he could be like an owner i guess but he feels like this is the top pretty much yeah and you know he kind of just talks about how this just started off as like a simple summer job as a bag boy and he get kept getting promotions and he kept staying there because he was climbing up the ladder and he then eventually had to support his wife and family and it kind of like he woke up one day and it's like 27 years later and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he has a career and a profession of being a lifelong grocer and you know Alan used to be a little bit rock and roll like he used used to to be in a band ride muller coasters and be in a band and he thought and he used to be a boxer and the army and he just thought his life was going to be different from what it is currently and I think that he's just struggling with the fact that like he never went after what he actually wants in this universe he just got stuck in a situation got comfortable as he explains later Mm -hmm. and stayed and I think that is something that is so relatable because how many of us stayed in a job way too long because you're comfortable or relationship 
that um, you shouldn't have been in because you're too comfortable or even a house like a home that's like, oh, this apartment like it sucks. The landlord sucks it like it's falling apart, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't feel like moving mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm comfortable. So I felt like this was extremely relatable. I loved this. Yeah, I think that like as a kid watching this episode, I didn't think much of Alan's storyline because obviously I wasn't an adult yet. But watching this back as a 30 year old now, like this is so much more relatable than it was when I was a kid. And that's why this show is yeah. so great is because. It is like, yes, it's a kid's show, but like there is stuff for adults in here and this is totally relatable. I mean, like I feel a connection with Alan. I'm not like as burnt out, I wouldn't say, as like he seems to be, but the job that I have is certainly not the job that like I would have pictured myself having as a teenager, right? Like I, by happenstance, ended up in insurance. It's not something that like... I pursued a ton until I was already in it and was like, oh, I can make this into a career. Um, Mm -hmm. So I definitely connect with him on that. And it sucks because I think he like, I mean, based on the math, right? Like he was 24 when Eric was born. And so by that math, um, like he didn't have a ton of time to kind of explore other options, you know, like he had a wife and a family to take care of. And so he kept the job that made him the money that helped him take care of his family. He didn't have a ton of room to go out and pursue maybe like passion projects. And so he just feels burnt out. And I, you know, it sucks. And it happens to a lot of people, especially a lot of people, I'm assuming, around his age, you know. Um, so this yeah. this storyline is really great. And I'm really excited to explore it again. Would have been nice to see some Amy content, but at least we get to see Amy comforting him. So she's there. We do see she's there and they're out of the kitchen. They are and they got the to kitchen. leave the house. Yes. Thank goodness. Um, and he uh, wants and- to go take a bath. And uh, (laughs) Sean comes downstairs in his robe and he's like, and I think uh, Alan is like, can I get the robe? And he's like, I'm naked under here. (laughs) Yeah. And then the audience cheers. It was so creepy. Creepy. Mm -hmm. So weird. Um, So he gets to keep the robe. Um, We love a freebie. Um, Eric and Corey has checked into a motel room, which I guess is connected to the yogurt land and the diner it's like a whole experience over there and he just wants to go home like Corey's like like I just feel for him when I am close to coming home to a vacation I'm like over it like you know like just get me in my bed yeah Mm -hmm. if I was this close from home and I had to like dawdle and the, it's always like this with road trips because people are like, oh, like we can do this one last thing before we and go you're like, home. no. And I'm like, me in my bed. no, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really feel for Corey in this situation. Um, but at least he got some like good merch at the the old Those yogurt shop. Those spoon glasses were hilarious and adorable. Iconic. I love Iconic. Them. Yes. Fashion icon. And he gets a vibrating so- bed. So, oh yeah, never been there. I'd never done that before. But I know all about the. I doubt they exist anymore. I don't think so. Ew, yeah. I wouldn't so, want to sleep on one even if there was one. It's like, what were people doing on this? Mm, I don't. I don't know. Um, so Eric yeah. is going on this date with the yogurt girl, and yogurt girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Corey's like, I've been a good brother on this trip. Like, I've entertained like all of your whims wherever you wanted to go. I've been supportive, but like, I want to go home. And Eric's like, I don't want to go home. Yeah, and so, he feels like Corey is bragging because Corey's like, yeah. I have a life waiting for me at home. And Eric's like, Well, that must be nice because I don't. I don't have college. Mm-hmm. I don't have all my friends are in college. Like, I don't have a job. And Eric basically says, I'm not going home. 
And it's like, okay. But even if that is your choice, Eric, like you can't just leave your brother three hours from home when he has a life and a family and he's a student and he's a kid. At this point, I would get on the bus. I'd be like, Here's, fine, yeah. if you want to be a loser. Like, ditch your brother. Like, Corey's, I know. like, refusing to leave Eric. I would be like, okay, then bye. Yeah, like, there's a payphone in the store we find out later. You know that would be the first thing I'd be doing is calling home and be like, Mom, Eric's not get, bringing me home. Can you please come pick me up? He's being a complete right. dick. Or I would call – remember how um, Corey lent Feeney taxi money? Yes. I would be like – Take the taxi yeah. home and be like, Feeny. knock, knock, Feeny, yeah, like hand up. over the cash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But Eric um, is like, oh, this place is yeah. great. It has Irene, who is the ogre girl, um, soup, pie. Um, and I think it's Corey who says, like, you didn't find happiness. You just pulled off the road. Like, you just you just happened upon this. It, this isn't happiness. Yes. This is just yeah. a pit stop. Um, exactly yeah and eric's like oh well you have money for the bus and then Corey grabs the keys this is so stupid he doesn't even have a license like why yeah. are you what are you what gonna do plan? I don't know. he's like yeah worst case scenario i'll smash into the world's largest slurpee it's like i don't know and um so then um we get Irene, the yogurt girl, Mm -hmm. is there still. And she's surprised that Eric stayed because she would have thought that Eric would have, like, left her for someone more interesting. And Eric's like, no, like, you know, I'm I'm really happy to be here. And she likes him. She thinks that, like, um, he's a great guy because he looks into her eyes Mm -hmm. when they talk. She says he sounds really smart, which... I will say that the Eric of this episode is a much more serious, pensive Eric than we've seen in the past. Like, he's not as, like, jokey as prior Eric has been. That's obviously going to change because we know where the character goes. But, like, interesting to see a more grounded, serious character. I mean, obviously he makes poor decisions, but, Mm -hmm. like, he definitely is more serious in this episode. Yeah, he is. Um, this is a um, a continuation of the last episode of season three, mm-hmm. Eric. An Eric that we both really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked Eric in this episode. Um, and and she's like, let me I want to introduce you to my friends. And he's she's like, even though you can even invite the little hitchhiker boy. If the you entire want. episode, poor Corey is referred yeah. to as the hitchhiker boy. I love I love it. I love <laughs> the little hitchhiker boy. Um, so Corey's like, no, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to drive. And then he does the dumbest thing because like. She, Eric should like, have hey, known. let me look at your keys to make sure they're the right ones. So he hands over the keys and he's like, sucker, like dummy. Yeah. Um, so dumb. So, so, so dumb. Yes. And then Irene says, no one in this town is going to pick him up for hitchhiking because everyone is here. Um, And they kiss. And and here's the thing. Like, why Corey even leaves when there's a payphone right there makes no sense. But I don't know. He didn't think about it. He was just like, I'm just going to hitch. Yeah, he home. really hates yogurt. Um, So we're back at the Matthews residence and Amy's kind of comforting Alan and she says, and this, I really, really love this whole scene. Um, She says, you know, anytime you're ready to open up, I can listen. And Alan jokingly says, you know, I blame you. I have this job to support you and the kids. And which like, 
I don't really like that from Alan, to be honest, because I think he was joking. I think so too. Um, but I, I think still that think was like there's jest. still like I, I went to, to those words, but um, but what I do love and I think is still an accurate message. Again, that's why I love we love covering this show is because these messages, these moral, the stories, all those things are still so relatable now. Um, her saying what you do for a living, living isn't mostly what you are. It's a small part. Um, and like. This is so true. And I think the problem is, and I, I, I've said this before, like society puts such pressure on people to, to figure out their career as young as like 16 years old. You're supposed to know what you want to do forever. Um, is right. there anybody, even me now, 30 years old knows that? Like, and it's supposed to be like your entire life's worth is your career. And that's simply not true. Like your friends, your family, who you are as a person, how kind you are, what you give back to society. All of those things to me, so much more important than how you get your paycheck, which is essentially what a job yeah, is. Absolutely. And like absolutely. not everybody is a doctor or a teacher or something that's like super influential in this world. And that's OK, too. Right. Like we need everybody to do everything, do their part to get by. And like she's trying to cement this into his head, you know, like you're a person I love a whole lot. I want you to be happy. Um, and Alan just feels like he's settled. He's settled into this life like you were talking about before. Yeah, um, we get the fiend come out Love and this. like every, I think that the, they were like looking at the stars while they talk, mm-hmm. but like Feeny keeps like looking towards Where the direction looking, they were looking. Yeah. He's like, "What are what are we what are we looking at, guys?" And then he comes over to the other side of the fence and like squishes into the bench <laughs> with them. Poor Amy is like sitting sideways. I um, love this. And Alan asks Feeny if he likes his job, and um. Or if he hates his job. Mm. And Feeney's like, the only job that I've ever hated was when I was a grocer. And <laughs> he was a bad like, boy, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, Amy's like, you got your, like, you were obviously listening in. And of course he's listening in because he's always listening in because the entire house is bugged. That's what I wrote in my notes. His, I was like, he yeah. has the, he's like, oh, voices carry. No, Feeney, you have the no. entire backyard bugged. We all yes. know it. Don't try to yeah. lie to them. And here's the funny thing is it's like, Imagine how bored Feeney was this entire summer with Eric and Corey gone and he has no one to listen to. He must have been listening in on Alan and Amy all the time. Can you imagine little Feeney's face in the window staring <laughs> out towards the Matthews house like a little lost puppy? Yeah. Like, please, please let the boys come home. Please someone like, talk some drama so I have something he, interesting going he's on. He's like, I don't like watching Morgan. <laughs> it That makes he's like watching Morgan makes me feel really creepy. Yeah. So please, boys, please come home. So funny. Um, yeah, his little I'm envisioning it. Um, So he says that, um, you know, he's been a teacher all his life and he enjoys it. And he teaches because, um, you know, because he it's fun for him. And Alan asks, like, what happens when it stops becoming fun? He goes, well, I would look to my friends and family um, for support Mm -hmm. to help me find something new. And. Alan, like, gets the hint. and He's like, thank you. Um, you know, I uh, that's, like, good food for thought, Yeah, you taught me something. And yeah. I love jo- George being like, it was fun for me. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it was fun for him because he loves being in other people's business. He does. That's what makes him a good teacher is he loves being up in people's business. And I just, yeah. I do like this because I like Feeney as being a mentor, not just to the kids, 
but also to other adults because he is a good mentor, yes. right? Like Very seriously, even though we joke about him bugging people's houses, he is a good mentor. And I, I like them focusing even just for like the B storyline on the adults because this is a quality B storyline. Exactly. This is a high quality B storyline. Again, love to see more Amy in the run, but I'm not going to quibble too much because I do think it's really important. It's an important storyline, especially like you said, for what we're going to see in the future. It is more breadcrumbs behind Alan as to what we're going to see later. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yes, yes. Um, yes. So this is a very, like, infamous Boy Meets World scene we got yes, now. why is it? Here's the thing. Why is this scene so infamous, we, though? I... We thought it was so funny as children. Like, I remember, I don't know. I remember my friend Chrissy and I, when we would recite this over and over and over again to each other. Like, this was the scene. Yes, this was the scene that we always watched. And we would always be like, that farmhouse over there. Yeah. Like, we would just repeat it. And I, I, like, it, like, it was like, and it became like an inside joke. And we did it. All the time. Because I remember this being like, I, we were like, I was watching this with Will because we were watching it on Sunday morning and we were just laughing at like that farmhouse over there. <laughs> it's so funny. And no, why? I have no clue why. Did they, I no tell clue. me, do they redo this in Girl Meets World? Is there a scene with someone going that farmhouse? Over there. You know what? It was not referenced in my, the things that I cite. Yeah. So I don't have like a, oh, in this episode of Girl Meets World, yeah. like you can see this Listeners, reference. Listeners, if you know, so, let us know. But I mean, yeah. that Without watching all the episodes, oh, God, I can't no, say. We would never wish that on <laughs> our worst enemy. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's lay the land. Corey is hitchhiking. He's trying to catch a ride to Philadelphia. Right. Rural Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, and he's like, you know, no one's going to pick me up this late at night. But then this, like, I don't know, Quaker-looking um, gentleman. Yeah, he could be, um, he could be, more. is it Mormon? No, not Mormon. Mormon? No. Amish. Amish. Sorry. Back up. He could be Thank Amish. You. Please. Okay, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> he could be Amish. Because I really, right, like, Pennsylvania has a big Amish community. 
So they do. It's possible. We don't really know. But regardless, he stops in a horse and buggy and he says, how far art thou traveling? <laughs> Young friends, how far out thou traveling? It's like, who he's talks? Like, like Cor- yeah, he's like, Corey says, I'm going to Philly. He's like, well, I'm going as far as that farmhouse there. And, and Corey's like, that farmhouse there? Yes, that farmhouse there. Yeah. And Corey's like, I see. Well... I'm going to Philly, so that's not going to really help me. Yeah, it's not going to get me far. And he's like, well, I can take you to that farmhouse there. And he's like, that would be nice. That's nice of you. But, like, maybe I'll wait for, like, a good, you know, method of transportation to pick me up. He's like, I understand. But if you change your mind, I'll be at that farmhouse there. there." Yeah, here's the thing. And that's the end of the scene. And next thing, Corey is back at the diner. So, like, I want to know. Who got high and wrote this scene? It's like, <laughs> it makes no sense. Oh like, God, why is so this even in the good. episode? It's hilarious. Yeah. And it makes, it means nothing in the long run. But it's so iconic. And I just want to know, like, who got baked, came into work and was like, everybody, I have the best idea. We're going to have this Amish guy. He's going to ask, how far art thou traveling? Even though he's Amish, not like from Shakespeare times. And then he's going to repeatedly oh say, God. that farmhouse. The like, but, <laughs> yeah, like I yeah. So like, even I'm like googling, I'm googling it. What are you and googling? It's that like, farmhouse there, there, and like <laughs> everyone just loves it. It's like so ridiculous. Reddit, they're like, po- like this person. You may call me Nina. Says I quote this pretty much weekly on a um a weekly basis, and no one knows what I'm talking about. The and. Like, everybody in there, like, me too, me too. Nina, we know what you're talking about. Yeah, Nina. So it's just, like, I wish, like, I I wish that you can buy merch that says that farmhouse. (laughs) Yes. Um, So it's, like, yeah, it's so funny. And, like, I, you know, I don't know who wrote it. I would love to get some, like, background. Yeah. But no, it's 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 ridiculous and it's so memorable and I I have no I have no clue. But I would love to go to that farmhouse there. I thought it was that farmhouse over there, but apparently it's that farmhouse there. Yeah, it's that farmhouse there. And there's like a huge that pause. But now, anytime I see a farmhouse, I'm gonna think of this line and I'm probably gonna have to say it because it's just required. It's one of those things that just stick with you for your it entire is. life. It is. Um, it might be. Is it the most like iconic no. line? No, Feeny, Feeny, Feeny. Okay, yes, that is the most. iconic. Do you think iconic. it's like a top ten? Yeah. Okay. It has to be. It has to be. I think that's I maybe have. maybe when we finish Boy Meets World in yeah. forever from now, we could do like a top ten, uh, like catchphrases yeah. or lines or something. Yeah, that farmhouse. Yeah. Um, but back to this like. Diner, rest area, yogurt yes. shop. Eric okay. is eating pea soup, which yes, I am. I, I've never had pea soup. Oh, really? Have you? Is pea it soup's good? okay. Yeah, it's okay. I like peas, so yeah, I need it. Are you on? Have you ever heard of Good Soup TikTok? No, we okay. So we talked about this. I have been on TikTok. Like I've been there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a regular visitor unless people send me things. I hardly go on TikTok. I never got the algorithm to quite show me what I wanted to see. You know what I mean? I, I mean, like, it's kind of like a home goods. Like, you don't know what you're looking for, but it comes to you. I can tell you. you what I'm not looking for, and it's Brick Talk. 
Oh, stop that. <laughs> so um, this scene where Eric is eating soup and he's like, I think he says this is good soup or something like yeah. that. Reminded me of Good Soup TikTok, which is um, uh, a, a place to go. And the audio clip is Adam Driver in a girl's episode where he's like, in um a diner and he like there's like some dramatic music and he takes a sip of soup and he goes good soup and he like does this like okay hand signal Mm -hmm. but like really forcefully like good soup and people use the sound for like random stuff but like so for example yeah, not always soup. Like sometimes, like it's like somebody like when your hair, when you're eight years old and your hair is soaking wet from the pool and you suck on it. Oh yeah, and you're like and then people are like good soup, or like <laughs> I don't know, like a tear <laughs> comes down your face into your mouth and then you go good soup. So you like, need to send me some of these after because I will, I will. So there's like th- this is an actual thing. This I believe is like you. a new meme and it's called good soup TikTok. And if you find yourself there. Let me know. So it's ridiculous. So good. I just thought of that. Good soup. And that's how exactly how like Adam Driver says it. Actually, can you go find it? You can find a clip of it. Like just Google good soup and we'll put it into the. Can we put it into the. Into the podcast? Into the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Good soup. Good soup. See, see, at least know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm going to. I've seen all of girls. So I've definitely seen this. Let's see. He's so forceful with this hand. Yeah, with the with the yeah, good soup. What? So we'll yeah, we'll um. So you're gonna drop the yeah, audio. I'll drop the in. link in, and then I'll like we'll send we'll put a link in the notes so you can see the the scene itself. <laughs> good soup. Good soup. Good soup. What a weird so, clip. Um. Okay. Whatever. So not only do uh, they provide good soup, but they also have a really good pie. Yes, um, yes. So uh, they have, yeah, the pie keeps them forever. And we have this old man who's, I feel like, been in everything. Um, yeah, I feel like I've, I've seen, seen him, him before. Everywhere. And he goes, I was only three hours from home. <laughs> <laughs> and now, yeah, and then you see the forever. No, it's a trap. It's a trap. Yes. Um, yes. And then, um, yeah. So then they keep, uh, they're talking about how they have to close down because there's like this new highway and everybody's going to blow by the town. Um, and Eric says, well, the soup and pies will make them stop. And so he talks about like they were driving through Texas and they had signs and it was like every few miles he saw this place half a mile away, quarter mile away. And then finally he's like, I have to get this chili. Um, and he says they should put up signs along the highway. Yes. And marketing genius. Honestly, it's a great idea. It's a good, yeah, it's a really good idea. Yes. Um, and they, like, like Irene and the guys are fascinated by this. And they yeah. think that he's, like, a genius and, like, some fancy city guy. Yeah. And they're, like, oh, they, like, worship him. And they think that he's, like, a hot shot. And Corey, like, comes in and he's, like, you know, Eric's like, I feel like I can be happy in this town for the rest of my life. And Corey's just like over it. Like, you know, 
you, you know, you have to come home. And yeah. Eric's like, why do I have to come home? Back home, I'm a loser. Back home, I didn't get into college. Here, like, I can be, like, the king. Like, I can be something here. Yeah. Um, Which, like, Queens, yeah, he, he would be a big fish in a small pond versus a small fish in a big pond. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's the exact thing that, like, I feel like people struggle with when they actually get to college, which is kind of funny because he's not there. Like, right. they just feel like they don't know who they are anymore and Eric is really struggling with that he doesn't know where he's supposed to be and he hasn't been home so I feel like he feels like that's not the place for him either um and it's really sad like him trying to find himself um and I love Corey saying I'm the prince of sprinkle (laughs) that's not even how the monarchy works (laughs) Um, and this is when Corey so, picks up a payphone. Finally, yeah, Corey. Wait, I feel like he's being such a tattletale bitch. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, come on, Corey. I would if do the to, same thing. He's abandoned. I don't understand. I don't understand. If he wants to stay in the small town, then let him. But he needs a ride. Then what's he supposed take to the do? Bus. I don't know. I would call my parents, too, because what if your parents were like, don't take the bus, it's dangerous or something. Maybe he doesn't have enough money for the bus. Who knows? Uh, Because he spent on too much tape recorders. That's his that's his problem. Yeah. And the and the yogurt sweatpants. Yeah. Like and the yogurt and Um, the the yogurt spoon. So much so much merch. Um, And then Corey's eating the pie and he's just like, oh, man, this is why people never leave. And he even he's getting roped in by this pie. Yeah, the pie seems really good. Um, so Alan comes in and he warns him not to eat the pie, and he yes. shows where His Royal Highness, the uh, King of Pottstown, is. <laughs> yeah, he's holding court. Um, and Eric introduces him to all of his new friends, and Alan is like, you know, Eric, like. Your mom and I trusted you mm-hmm. that you'd be responsible enough to take your brother on this road trip and you've been gone for two months and like this is how you think us like you're not going to come home and you're not going to drop your brother off. Um, and like Eric was like, well, I was going to call you in the morning um, and tell you and um, Alan's like your plans are to get in the car and go home and you're not going to stop until you are home. Mm -hmm. And Eric wants to stay there and then they have to like go to a separate table and have like a talk. I love how they have a private conversation in the middle of a public diner. In like a private conversation (laughs) in the booth over from Irene and the guys. Um, But it's private because they're sitting in the booth alone. Yes. Um, So... Yes. Um, meanwhile, Corey is now eating a gigantic pie with the old guy. I love that. It Lots was all whipped eating. cream. It was all whipped cream. Yeah, like a, a like a meringue type of yes. deal or like a cream pie. I don't know. So Alan wants to get down to the business. What is this about? Like, what's going on here? Um, and Eric says, I don't see the point in going home because there's nothing for me. He's like, you know, I went to nursery school, grammar school, high school for what? I didn't get into college. Everything that I've done up until now has been a waste of time Mm -hmm. and it's too late to change who I am. And he's like, you wouldn't get it. And Gallon's like, actually, bro, I do get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. It's really tough. And this is when we hear from um, from Alan. He's like, you know, I understand this is this a lot. You know, it's easy to find a place that's comfortable and stay there. But that's all you'd be doing. You'd be settling. And you try to tell yourself that this is the life that you want. But you stumbled into it. It's not really what you love. 
Um, and like you can tell that Alan saying this is coming directly from his own experiences. Right. Um, and but it's kind of a beautiful thing because they both can relate on something. Yeah. At the same time together. And I think that it's like one of like when you are an adult and you transition to adulthood and you start relating to your parents more yeah. like when you connect on that adult level yep. and like a real level and not just as like mother, daughter, father, son, yeah. whatever. It's very powerful to be like, hey, I get it. I've been through that. Like, this is how I feel about it. Yeah. So and I, Alan I thought feels this was that special. way right now. And Spirit yes. feels that way right now. So this is not yes. a thing that only happens to teenagers. This happens to nope. everybody. Um, yes. and, and Eric is afraid to go home. He says, you know, That's what so is even sad. there? And Alan has to remind him. He's like, your friends, your family, people you know are home. Never be afraid to go home. Um, and I love this part. And he's like, how do you know? And uh, Corey comes over and he says, because he's dad. And I love this line from Alan. And he says, yeah, that's mostly what I am. And like, even still, like one could argue that like being a mom or a dad or a parent in general, that's not most of what you are. You're more than just that. Right. Like you can be a husband, you could be a wife, you could be anything, any and it just be you don't have to only be one thing. But I think this kind of pulls Alan out of that funk and makes him realize just being a grocer that does not define him. He has people who rely on him and love him and that he Mm -hmm. supports and that care about him and like listen to him. And that's to him way more important than what his day to day job is and how he makes his money. And so I just yeah. love that moment. And I think that like it hits Eric in the right way too, because he immediately gets up and is like, okay, you know, I get it. I'm ready to go home now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that it was a really nice moment as well. Mm-hmm. I felt like Corey was like a little bit of like entering in the adult conversation. Like you sit at the kids table, Corey, like <laughs> you don't get this, yeah. but um, no, I thought it was a, a, a really nice moment as well. So um, then we get to our end scene and Morgan comes down and Sean and Topanga and Amy are there. And Morgan is like, I told them that you made blueberry pancakes. And she's like, well, I didn't. And she says, well, you know, they're lucky that you even let them live here. So it <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. So Morgan wants to know the tea from Topanga. She wants to know if they're going to, if Corey and Topanga are going to kiss. Um, and Topanga is being like, such a wet blanket about this mm-hmm. and is like Morgan that's personal like ew Topanga like stop it like spill the tea are yeah. you gonna kiss or not and Morgan's like just between you us girls and then she like concedes and is like yes like right on right the on lips. lips like get out of, right out of here yeah Topanga. and we have like Sean saying like just you wait he's gonna be way more excited we've been best friends forever like he's gonna want to see me and Corey comes down the stairs and he is like his arms wide open he goes Sean my best friend and Sean has his arms wide open and Corey like ducks right under and kisses Topanga and in like in between kisses with Topinga, he's like talking about his summer with Sean and Sean's like you mm-hmm. see you see he wanted to talk to mm-hmm. me <laughs> it was a yeah. cute moment I liked it I liked it I loved it um yeah this episode was excellent I think that it is a great start to season four yes um I think this is gonna be one of those pilots that are not pilots one of those um um preview preview what am I saying premieres 
premiere. Oh my god, the peas. <laughs> the peas get me every peas time. Yeah. Yeah, the premiere. One of the pre- best premieres of um, our the Boy Meets World yeah. that we're going to get. I think so too. I think like storyline A, storyline B, both fantastic. Um, yes. kind of, and not only that, but the continuity between the seasons, kind of picking up where we left off. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed the moral of the story. I think most of the characters made an appearance. Sean and Topanga obviously had less to do. Um, we don't see Turner. Um, but. Um, most of the characters were here and had at least one line. Even Morgan is, yeah. is involved. Um, no, I'm really, I'm really, really excited for this season. It's yeah. going to be really fun Me to cover. Too. I do have just one question for you mm-hmm. about the episode or just about something in general. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if I could um, bring you to that farmhouse there. <laughs> say something like that. <laughs> that farmhouse there. Can I can I bring you their friend, <laughs> young friend? Now it's starting to sound creepy. Are you going to ask me if uh, I want candy next? <laughs> no, no candy. Um, I do have a treat for you though. Mm-hmm. Fashion hour. Fashion hour. I'm so excited to be back to fashion hour. If anybody is new here, we do our fashion award um, at fashion awards every episode um we have two awards the rachel green award for the most 90s outfit and the paul rudd certificate for the most timeless outfit because what's more timeless than paul rudd himself mm-hmm. ageless timeless um so my first nominee for the rachel green award for the most 90s outfit is yogurt girl Irene and she is wearing like such a cute little outfit like she is wearing a white shirt underneath this like cropped pink camisole or no cardigan with like these like chunky buttons um she is wearing what I think is a jean skirt yes if it you is. can believe it um and her hair is like Rachel Green-esque, isn't it? Yeah. Let me tell you, when I said when I was obsessed with this outfit, I'm obsessed with this outfit because I loved a freaking skirt in my day, girl. My mom oh, and yeah? I both. We were so big on skirts. My mom, I bet you if I asked her, she would still be like, I would rock a skirt today. Because they're so <laughs> cute. Like they're they're nice because it offers you the coverage of like you're not gonna flash anybody accidentally, but it's still yeah. like the cute femininity. Femin- femininity yes. of a mini skirt. Yes, yes, um, and, yes. And for those of us with the thick thighs, it prevents the chub rub, which is a dastardly yes. thing to have. So yep. on top of that, I think that we both agree that like this kind of dusty pinkish type of color is flattering on a lot of people. And I think it definitely is flattering on her. Her haircut is very cute. I really, really love this outfit. And she looks yeah. very like small town girlish, like girl next door, which is yeah. what they were going for. Right, yeah, I, I, um, and I liked Irene too. Like, yeah. it, there's a part of me that really wishes that Eric could have stayed in Pottstown and like really made something for himself there. Like, got like a a, a small job at the yogurt shop, yeah. and like eventually maybe like went to the local news 
place like I don't know like a small like radio news place mm-hmm. and like got to do something like I could I really could imagine Eric transitioning to something like that like I think that he could have been happy there but I understand like you have to you have to go home like you have to face it's less so you have to go home and more so you have to face your demons you can't be running forever yeah so I, I get it, but part of me just wants him to be like with Irene and the guys yeah. and like live in the small town where every and like have him finally feel good about well, maybe, himself. Maybe she got out of that small town. You know what I mean? Like I maybe hope, she I went to so. like a big city. If that's what I mean, she wants. She seems like she's very happy. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe they put up signs and business was booming. Yeah, I hope so. So my next nomination is Feeny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this outfit was like when you look back at old like family photos like you know like when you go to like your great aunt's house yes. like you have to sit down with the photo album and like go through all these photos like this is an outfit that I can see like your grandpa or your uncle wearing mm-hmm. back in the 90s in these old photos so Feeney is wearing some like glasses that are like very vintage she's wearing like a light yellow polo shirt um, belted these like dark khaki um, flowy pants a watch like it's very like grandpa um, outfit but I feel yes. like it's very like specific to that time era yes because this is like what your grandpa always wears where he wears his pants like super high up and his shirt is yes. always tucked in he tucked never in. has like that little duck tail sticking out the back no 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 always tucked nope. in always tucked very cute for Feeny. we don't see him in this type of outfit a lot because he's usually wearing like a full suit for work yeah he's usually more dressed up or he's in his gardening oh attire you know what's funny to think about is this Feeny's what? casual outfit yes this is cash <laughs> Feeny. this is like when he's not gardening or up at his and like cabin cabin yeah. or and like typically we see them in their in the in the winter we don't normally see he them has arms in summer <laughs> i don't know if i've ever seen feeny's arms we've now seen his arms yeah um, so what do you think about feeny's uh summer I totally, <laughs> summer outfit summer outfit i totally agree with what you're saying this is a very specific vision um and it totally yes. fits with like a grandpa or an uncle and, and i i agree with you i don't think it's the most like fashionable thing in the world like we've seen I prefer when Feeny is like a bit more feisty and red um but like yeah, yeah I this is his this is his summer outfit his summer casual yeah. outfit um my last nomination no fashion award can go by without a mention of this girl oh, of course Topanga Lawrence uh this is her uh end scene outfit and I just think that she's freaking adorable number one her hair is very straight, very long, parted in the middle. Um, and it's gor- her hair is so gorgeous. It's not fair, Jessica. I know, I know, I know. It is and she her makeup is like very like pink, baby pink lip, pouty lip, like a little bit of mascara, like natural, but like high school natural, where like you definitely have like a little bit of oomph, but not too much, not too much, because so um you're a high schooler and she's wearing this like little tennis dress that has like a polo type collar Mm -hmm. and it's short and the pattern is like these it's like a almost like a plaid but it's like orange and yellow and has like little like 
I don't know, little shapes on it. It reminds me, it's like very some, like mod 70s. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, wearing some simple gold, um, silver jewelry. But then like the piece de resistance, look at those chunky ass sneaks. I love them. They're like platform sneaks. They're so cute. I could see people wearing them today, honestly, because those th- types of yeah. things are like back they in style came now. Back. Yeah. Like, I love those little sneaks. She, This is like her sporty look. Yeah. Sporty with a twist, right? Like sporty yes. with a dress. No, of course yes. she looks adorable. Of course she looks amazing because she's Topanga. And that's just the way it is. Like, we have to get used to her being gorgeous every single episode and being jealous because she's gorgeous every single episode. This is like such a hard decision, honestly, because like it really is. Topanga looks amazing, but it's like, here's the thing. Irene is only around for a single episode. If I didn't have such an obsession with squirts, she might not get my point. But like I see a squirt and I just I have to do it. I have to give Irene the point because Topanga will get more points as we go along. Like it's very obvious. Poor Feeny. I'm sorry, Feeny, but the squirt got me. I I know. I always try to get the Feeny you do. points in. You do. But you're stingy. I'm sorry. Um, so congratulations, Yogurt Girl. Um, Yogurt next Girl. up is the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. My first nomination is Amy going to the Grossies. Um, this black dress that she's wearing, it's like um, a, like above the knee, short, simple, timeless black dress. The perfect little black dress. Um, it's a high neck, but has a saucy low back. Um, she has like a little like sparkly belt buckle in the like type of like brooch in at her waist that just cinches her in um, black heels that are very timeless. Um, and then she in her arms, she has like a little shawl, but like it like lays like within her arm her not her armpits her arm her elbow elbow pits pits. yeah yes um so classy her hair is typical amy hair yeah it looks almost the same as last season (laughs) yeah yeah no this dress is iconic this is the definition of a little black dress the lbd um it is perfect and the low back things are getting saucy at the grossies (laughs) <laughs> at the grossies. yeah it's a such a pretty grossies. such a pretty look i love it's it it's beautiful and anytime i love how we like literally we lose our fucking shit anytime amy dresses up we're like bow down queen i know i know we're so hungry when she for dresses those looks. up i know yeah, no she's amazing it's a obvious amazing outfit i love it next up um i i mean what i love this? this outfit i love this outfit <laughs> So this is Corey when he is at the motel room and he is wearing his spoon, pink spoon sunglasses. Such a mood to wear sunglasses inside. Mm-hmm. I wear sunglasses all the time inside, mostly so that people don't see me cry, but also because it's just such like a diva move. Yes. Um, he is wearing like a brownish maroon T-shirt. He's wearing his Yogurtland sweatpants. He's wearing brown Converse and he's just acting like full diva. And he has like a watch. What do you think about this ensemble? I mean, this is a very casual Corey look. Like, I love the spoon glasses. I don't know how you quite see through them clearly because it seems like some of the spoons are over top of the part you'd be looking out of. Um, look, when you look that good, you don't have to see. No, I guess not. I would love to, like, 
get these yogurt pants honestly they're pretty much just like um like uh joggers that have yogurt things on the side i'd wear them yeah the thing i don't and like is i'm not a baggy. huge fan of like when brown and like blay and bl- oh my god blay black and gray are combined so like mm-hmm. not a huge fan of that but because he had to get these pants last second i can forgive it yeah yeah do you think that they had like extra undies with like yogurt cups on them too <laughs> I, hope so. I sure hope so i hope I so, hope so. And my last nomination is Zaddie Allen. Zaddie Allen's looking really good this episode. Yes. Like, I like his haircut. And he has, like, um, so he, his haircut's, like, just a little bit shorter. It's not as poofy mm-hmm. as it has been. He's wearing, and this is the scene where, well, he wore this for most of the episode. He wore this when he was talking to Feeney, and he wore this when he picked up Corey. Which, by the way, I hope that Corey rode home with uh, Allen and not with Eric. Oh, I don't because, think he would. Yeah. Yeah. I would I that I, I would be you. like, nope, nope. I'm going home with dad. <laughs> yep. Um, so he is wearing a white t-shirt um underneath a button up, like really, really pretty purple shirt that is like just a button down shirt, but he has it rolled the sleeves rolled up so they're three quarters. I love this color. The pants are they're like either like dark brown or like graded black, faded black, something like that. Mm-hmm. But they're not baggy at all. They're very like. Yeah, they're fitted. They're very fitted. Um, And he has like a silver watch. He's just looking real good. What do you think no, about this outfit? I like his haircut so much better than last season because I feel like it was yeah. a little bit poofy. Um, No, I think this is a great look for him. It's a very casual look, but this color looks really good on him. It's a very unique color because it is like a dusty purple almost. Dusty purple. Right? I love it. I like. I, I think I it's mean, a good you know color I love, on him. You know, I love dusty pink. Yeah. Dusty rose. And a dusty purple. I like dusty purple. I think it's a good look on him. I think he looks good here. Um, But like there is a clear cut winner in this situation. And it's pink spoon glasses. Anytime Amy dresses up, you know, she's my queen and she deserves the point here. So she will be getting the Paul Rudd certificate. All right. All right. So congratulations, yogurt girl, Irene. And congratulations to Amy. You are two winners this week. Yas. Um, so next week we're covering just one episode. So folks who are watching along with us, you're only watching season four, episode two, and we won't be alone. We will be having our repeat guest, Tommy, back on with us. I'm super amped for that. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Next episode is a huge Boy Meets World episode. I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's a huge episode. Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow. Ooh, the it's name prob- alone, Beach. It's it's just like one of the most memorable episodes. And I'm really, really, really excited. Yeah. Um, So tune into that. Um, You know, it's almost October. Mm-hmm. Um, So let's talk bonus content. Yes. We are obviously doing two Halloween movies or two Halloween adjacent movies. The first being Halloween Town. Jessica and I are revisiting Halloween Town. We're covering oh, Halloween Town too. It's going to Last be year we did Halloween mess. Town. I can't So, um, yeah, we love making fun of Halloween Town because last year we were fully convinced that, like, this was a great movie. And when we watched, we were like, 
this movie fucking sucks. We were shocked that it was so bad. And so, yes. like, I can't wait to see how bad the sequel is. Like, yep. it's going to be so bad. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to covering that. That's just going to be Jess and I. And then later on in the month, we are doing Interview with a Vampire with Sarah Carradine. I'm very excited and about that. that's going to be very exciting. Aside from that, of course, you can catch us weekly with our Boy Meets World content and our Dawson's Creek content. If you want to send in feedback or leave us a voicemail or just say hi, uh, follow along. Um, by the way, if I don't know if you don't follow us on Instagram and Twitter, but um, in regards to the fashion awards, I post the winners mm-hmm. and the nominations every week the day after the episode releases. So for uh, Boy Meets World, I release Fashion Hour on Fridays. So if you want to follow along and see what the outfits look like, make sure you catch us on our Instagram or Twitter at shit90spod. Um, leave us a voicemail or send in feedback at www.shit90spod.com. Send us an email uh, just saying how much you like us. We love I that. Shit90spod at gmail. You could give us a rating if you'd rating. like. We love that yes. too. And subscribe. Five five star rating. Yes. Only five stars. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, if you want to follow me, I'm at Sarah Ferguson. And Jessica, what are you up to? I am at the Just Sterling. And as always, you can find me over um, at Post Show Recaps covering community on community building with Josh Wiggler. And coming up... Um, I believe the first podcast will be out next Monday. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's why I'm comfortable announcing it. Um, soon I will be covering Succession with Josh Wiggler and Grace Leader. That is going to be coming out. Um, that doesn't start until like midway into October, but we're doing a couple preseason podcasts to get you all caught up. Um, Succession is an HBO show. It's really, really good. This is the first time I'm going to be covering something that's actually on like now <laughs> so that'll be interesting um but it's a really good show so go check it out you still have time to binge the first two seasons on hbo max they are only they're only 10 episodes per season so easy to yeah. binge um go check it out it's gonna be a ton yeah, of make fun. sure you ch- check out um post show recaps it's that podcast over there <laughs> That was amazing. Yeah, so yeah. go check that out as well. Become a patron if you're not. It's really worth it. You could spend a ton of time with me if you if that's what I mean, if that's what you're going for, by all means, join the Discord. I'm there a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, uh that's that's pretty much all I have to say. But join us next week for Boom Meets World, season four, episode two with Tommy. It's gonna be a ton of fun. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.